nice out now game game Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chich, and I'll be your DM for tonight. And the players with me tonight are Richard. Hello. Dia. Every time we do the um, seconds, ten seconds of silence to get the background noise, I hold my breath, and I don't know why. Hmm. Same. Also with us is Andrea. Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from? God, Nigel. <laughs> And Cora. I'm late. Woo. Woo, woo, woo. So, all right, I mean, you know what they say, better late than pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. So, yeah, peeps, it's been a while since we last played. And uh, since today on the day of recording is uh, the Star Wars day, and I've uh, spent the entire day in loving memory of uh, Carrie Fisher. You, you you huffed so much glitter, you can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I huffed so much glitter that everything in my mind is just shiny and sparkly and glittery, and I cannot for the life of me remember what happened last time we played. Can anyone remind me? Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we headed out to Marjorie's grandson's house, the raven returned. The boneyard would help us, but wanted more details. We sent them a p- reply. Due to circumstances beyond our control, the plan is no longer feasible. If we need your help in the future, we will be in touch. At some point, Kasny found the metal ball he bought at the market and asked Marjorie if she could work out what it did. She inspected it and discovered that it had legs that folded out. It also had an engraving of an ant on it. Marjorie told us that she could identify it if she had a large pearl. Dawn, being Dawn, had a number of pearls (laughs) and offered her them, but they were all too small. Marjorie noticed a large pearl in Dawn's turban, and after reassuring Dawn that it it would be unharmed, persuaded him to let her borrow it. She cast Identify on it and found that it was a tiny servant. Uh, And then I've got, in brackets, serve, and then ant. (laughs) Um, After some pondering, she stumbled on its activation word, uh, which was for me, or for me, which I'm assuming it's like F-O-R-M-I, as in like from formic acid, which comes from the word for ant. Um, Anyway, um... and it opened up into a six-legged creature with a head. It's not a head. It's just like... It's a control nodule. It's a bit that looks like a head. It might not be a head, but it had a bit that came up. You said that. I, I Yeah, I did. And you immediately imagined it wrong. So, you know, I'm, tra- I'm trying to control damage here. Anyways, continue. Dawn asked to see it, and Marjorie, with Kasny's permission, handed it to him. He recognised a symbol on it as being something he encountered in the past, in prequel one, and surmised that it was very old. Kasni and Marjorie play with it for a while, then Marjorie insisted he name it, and Kasni settled on Sir Vant, or Vant for short. Uh, During the journey, Dawn got a lesson in anarchism from Marjorie. Uh, The raven eventually returned. The boneyard were not happy with us. Mm -mm. Um, No, they weren't. No, (laughs) we might have to avoid them in future. (laughs) We stopped for a night at a farm and we bought a cart from the farmer and attached it to Cherry. Another night, Declas' shoulder started hurting. She heard something from, a dire- th- from the direction of one of the traps she set and found an injured wolf. She released and healed it, and it licked her face. We travelled for- on for several days, and on the sixth day we got into Nearpart. Nearpart, that's it. Nearpart. Yeah. Uh, we met Olga, the wife of Mert, a large half-orc, and she invited us into her home. Marjorie asked if we could stay, and she said it was fine. And then insulted her. The wife insulted Marjorie. Yeah. <laughs> but not letting me cook. Also said you were old. <laughs> oh. You slapped him. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember now. And uh, yeah, Marjorie, Marjorie's grandson and his child were out in the market. So, okay. 
Yeah, you basically uh, sit down in the living room. Olga runs out real quick to meet the two of them on the way back. And they both come back. You basically see just a huge pile, uh, just a huge pile of bags coming through the door on two short legs and, uh, a teenage black dragonborn behind it. <laughs> and, uh, the pile of bags gets set to side and, uh, Marjorie, your grandson, Mert, uh, extends his hands out and walks towards you with a huge smile on his face saying, Nan, it's so great to see you. Bert, it's been such a long time. How are you doing? Oh, it's been 10 years, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh my God. Is that, is that who I think it is? Oh, hey, Nan. (laughs) You've (laughs) so much. And I pinch his cheeks. Uh, Thanks. Can you even reach his cheeks? (laughs) Yeah, they kind of lean down. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I go by Till now, you know. Till? Till, yeah, so, you know. Till, that's a wonderful name. Yeah, just, you know. But yeah, Nan, it's uh, great great to see you too. Oh, come here, come on, give me a proper hug. They reach down, they give you a hug. So, how's it going? Are you uh, getting good at the fishery yet? Oh, yeah, I guess. And Mart says, you know... I've been trying to teach them the tricks of the trade, but uh, one day somebody's gonna have to take over the family business. They say, they say, but Dad, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be a fisher. I wanna be an artist. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> well, you can be whatever you want to be, as long as you uh, still come visit your grandmother or your great grandmother. Sorry. I mean, at a certain stage, it doesn't matter that much, does it? <laughs> Look, I have a lot of children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren. It gets hard to keep track of. So is he like, is, are they like a teenager? Yeah, they're like a teenager. Um, okay. Yeah, they're uh, 14 years old. The last time Marjorie saw them, they were four years old. And, uh, you know, that was 10 years ago. And Wow. Yeah, but, you know, dragonborns age differently, you know, when they were four years old, they were like, that's like the same as seven years old in humans, so. So at 14, is that like pretty much like on the edge of adulthood, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. I, I can't, can you believe that Olga wouldn't let me cook for you? It's so rude. I mean, I guess she's excited that you're here or something. Maybe we should enjoy her hospitality for a day or two, and then we can all cook a meal for them. Oh, you're staying? Only, only for a little bit. Yeah, only for about a month until the heat, <laughs> until the heat is off. <laughs> I don't say that, I don't say that. You don't say that. Yeah, and Mart says, well, Nan, who are your friends? I I, I don't I don't believe uh, we've met before. Well, this is, uh, this is Dekman. Hello. The, the most, the most fearsome warrior you've ever seen. <laughs> she looks very sheepish. Well, hello, Declan. Uh, he goes towards you, uh, arms extended uh, as if to give you a hug. Yeah, she'll hug him. Yeah, okay, he hugs you. Who is it? Is it Mert or Till? Mert, yeah, Till just uh, sort of stands there awk- awkwardly sort of waves your way. Awkward teen! Not gonna, like, hug a random person. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and this is Kasni. It's, uh, Kasni's a, uh, well, a, a relatively new friend of mine. Well, we've um, known each other for a few years now, but I mean, we've only been uh, communicating. Oh, I, I was trying to communicate with her with by letters, but apparently she's not been home to receive them. <sighs> well, no, you know what happened with the. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, you've yeah. you've been yeah. you've been busy, and um, you haven't heard anything, have you, Mert? About Patrick? No, I'm yeah. sorry, I haven't. It's uh. The tragedy. It it is. Uh, I really miss him. Anyway, this is Dawn. <laughs> Dawn gives like a finger wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, Mert is hugging all of you. Like at, at least he tries to. Uh, oh no, Kasni's well, uh, well, uh, well accepting of, of hugs. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he hugs Kasni and you know, he goes to hug Dawn as well. Uh, no, Dawn will avoid the hug. Because he's a cat. <laughs> is this an improvised attack versus your AC? <laughs> he sees that you don't want a hug and he offers you a hand to shake instead. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't be rude. Don't want to shake his hand. He, he grabs your hand, he shakes it uh, excitedly. <laughs> well, it's great to meet all of you. 
Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Don, don't be rude. Wasn't. I, th- I was going to say, I think he meant it sincerely. <laughs> it certainly came across. It certainly came across as sarcastic. But Wait, let me re- let me rephrase that. Don, d- don't be rude. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> They're all common. <laughs> yeah, no, this is about as common as it gets. Like, it's a... Um... You know, it's a small house, um, mostly made of wood. A small living room with, like... Dawn, Dawn is probably hidden and worse. Yes, hidden. Well, how's, how's the fishery going? Oh, we're hanging on, we're hanging on. It's uh, It's been better, it's been worse. Uh, Still can't outcompete Olga's flower shop, eh? <laughs> well, let me tell you, if it weren't for Olga's flower shop there, I, I don't think I don't think we would be doing as good as we are. Well, that's what I keep saying. So yeah, you uh, you uh, chat with Mert. You catch up a little. Till excuses themselves and go goes to help uh, Olga with uh, dinner. Uh, Mert brings out some uh, cherry liquor from a cabinet and uh, offers it. Of course, Deck is probably the only one who doesn't take any. <laughs> that's fine. And yeah, eventually you uh, eventually you uh, have have the dinner. It's a fish stew. Uh, how long? How long do you plan to hunker down? Yes, I was actually going to ask. Mm-hmm. I think a week should be enough. It took us a week to get here, and it'll take us, I assume, more than a day to get anywhere else. So, well, where where is it you want to go after uh, we've hidden here? What's the plan? You want to stop the end of the world, and I'm interested in this too because my grandchildren live in the world. That is a thing. We don't know much about it, though. Uh, Till's eyes just perk up, like, sorry, end of the world? Oh, sorry, I assumed you had left the room somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't paying attention to you, my bad. (laughs) You just forgot your great-grandchild existed. The door was open and they just walked past, so... Uh, please ignore what I said. No end. Don't worry. Nobody ever tells me anything, and they they just go away. Uh, as, so- as soon as they leave, I turn and say, yes, the end of the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dawn points across the lake to the city, uh, the Big Glimmer, yes? The Big Glimmer, yes, I love that. Uh, can we see it? No, you can't. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a big fucking lake. It's 160 kilometers away, that's like 100 miles. Oh, Jesus, yeah, that's pretty big. Why would we want to go to this city? Well, it's a big urban center, so it'll probably have a library. Oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we want to do afterwards, we're still going to have to re-equip, and a city is the best for that. Maybe we shouldn't have been kicked out of the last one we were in. Uh, yeah, we that were... didn't quite go as we'd hoped. It went about <laughs> as well as I expected after we decided to uh, make rob a bank. <laughs> the options really were either we joined in with the bank robbery or we let them do the bank robbery and not have any money come back for us to steal from Daniel. So, I mean, that would have wasted the several days we'd spent putting up with him. <laughs> I am not complaining about the results. What's done is done. Let's move on. What were you thinking, Dekla? In terms of what? What to do next. I mean, it seems like religious people are maybe better equipped than libraries so far. Is there a saint of knowledge? Maybe they would know. Or a fate? Or prophecy? I would have thought the established religions would have a vested interest in hiding what came before. Didn't they take over from the old ones? They did. Yes, but the prophecy isn't necessarily about the old gods. It's about this sunset, which is going to be bad anyway. Yes, there have to be some scholars that that deal with um, the uh, old gods. I mean, even if it's something the the, the churches would like to, you know pretend didn't happen and, and for the most part i don't think that's really true but there have to be some there have to be some scholars uh, do any of the the places near here have um universities gm 
Mm-hmm. Dawn is a student of history who, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he would know the big names in the field, so to speak. Yeah, he would. He maybe even work with them. Is there any who deal specifically in what we're regarding as prehistory? Like, specifically the one that comes to mind is your uh, archaeology professor, uh, Katya Levin. Ah, uh, yes, but she's in Tarish at the moment. Yeah, yes. she's in Tarish. Letters are a thing. They are. I mean, they take a long time to be sent anywhere, unless you're using magical I ones. mean, we have a raven, if you're willing to lend it. Yeah, the raven has quite low range. What you could do is buy a scroll of sending. That isn't a bad idea. Or talk to a sending mage, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we established that we're staying here for a week, and then we're going on to the big glimmer. Yeah, it, it, no matter where what it is that we're looking for, the big city is probably our highest chance of finding what it is that we need. Mm-hmm. Because it'll have all kinds of different things. Okay, yeah, you uh, bring this up with uh, Mert, and uh, he says, yeah, I can, I can, I can take you to Jilamlash. I'm... It's going to be a two-day journey for me. Um, it takes about ten hours to get there with my boat. So if I take you, I'll have to stay there and for the night. Well, I, I can pay for your for a, for a room for you, there. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I'm just uh, ju- just thinking out loud, just planning out loud. Okay. But yes, we could do this. If we go sometime in the morning, possibly before nine... We can, we can make we can make a we can make it there in a decent time. Works for me. Sounds fantastic. But uh, about a week, yes. We just we need to uh, stay uh, out of sight for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, Mert says, "Hey, Till, I'm going to the big city. Do you want to come with?" And they come rushing into the room, say, "Oh boy, do I!" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! You uh, don't get to go there much, I'm guessing. No, it's like ten hours away by boat. Yeah, you uh, you stay there for a week. You know, there's a there's a little bit of a feud going on between uh, Marjorie and uh, Olga because Olga isn't allowing her in the kitchen at all. I imagine Marjorie just unpacks her own kitchen at that stage, doesn't she? <laughs> like little, little little drawer comes out of cherry to like uh, gas pads. Have you ever seen the you know those like some they like some of the like real small campers sort of have like a, a fold out a fold out cooking station at the at the back. Like you just open a little door and the, and and fold down a surface and it becomes like a very small cooking area. I I literally have a thing as an artificer that I can create tools, right? So I definitely use the feature to create cooks utensils, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I can uh, set up my own kitchen to make grandma food. <laughs> and subtly, but not so subtly, make it better than the food being done. <laughs> If you made different things, you know, if you just, like, made baked cookies or something, it's not really stepping on the toes. No, but I am stepping on our toes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no uh, stamp of authority here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, T- Till is living for it, you know, because they- they're the main recipient of your cooking. I think maybe Olga doesn't actually like me. Huh. I think she I think she liked you fine, but probably doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Kasny would like to, during this time make a game of seeing if he can practice his sleight of hand by pickpocketing the person who would be most likely to be able to catch him, Dawn. Okay, roll roll sleight of hand. Like, just general sleight of hand. Oh, balls. That's an 11. He's gonna, he's gonna notice that. Dawn, what's your passive? Passive what? Perception? Yeah. 15. Yeah, you notice that. You know, you know this Cassney trying to uh, surreptitiously steal something from your pocket. I just, um, without even really turning, I just reach down and like flick the uh, questing hand away. I'm like, nope. Okay, so finally uh, the day comes. Uh, you get you uh, gather all your stuff. Olga makes you makes you breakfast, and and I make his breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> Marjorie makes your second breakfast. And uh, Olga is smiling, but you can sort of see that it's a it's a plastic uh, drawn-on smile, and she's getting annoyed with. It's more of a rictus than a smile. She's smiling in inverted commas, and you can see a bit too much tusk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been wonderful staying with you, Olga. I am so sorry we have to leave. Oh, it's been so wonderful having you. You're such a great guest. 
Thank you. Your cooking is excellent. Oh, thank you. So is your baking. Thank you. Oh, I'm gonna miss you so much. Me too. Please don't wait another 10 years before coming to visit. I promise I'll be back very soon. That's great. Dawn is loving this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, bye. Goodbye. (laughs) And she hugs Mert and she hugs Till. Like, please be be careful out there. You don't know what you can find on the lake. Mert says, honey, I'm out on the lake every day. It's gonna be fine. You don't have to worry. And she hugs him again. She says, yeah, but I still worry. And they they kiss. And you can just, just hear a, <laughs> a sort of dry heave behind behind your back is still. <laughs> Pret- pretends to be disgusted. <laughs> and yeah, you uh, load into the boat. It's like, it's not really made for the amount of people plus a chair. But, you know, you can all fit on it and it goes... Oh, does Cherry have water wings on? Sorry, no. <laughs> Cherry has no swim speed. It can take quite a bit of weight. So, you know, it's good enough for Cherry, but it is a bit tight on space. And uh, you start the journey across the lake. Uh, the boat is equipped with a rudder with an enchantment on it that uh, makes it sort of go on its own. So it goes about 15 kilometers per hour. So that's about uh, 10 miles. Can I... Uh... I'm sure there are fishing rods in this boat, right? Nets, actually. Not a single rod, like even for recreation. Okay, yeah, okay. There's a rod. Well, Ma- doesn't doesn't uh, Dekla have a fishing rod? I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm grabbing this fishing rod and, and fishing. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dekla's also fishing, is she? Yeah. Just as a relaxation. The two ladies are fishing off the side of the boat. Mert is uh, in the back handling the rudder. Uh, Till is in the front, front uh, calling out various stuff because it's like partly cloudy day, and the lake there, there's not really much wind, so the lake is mostly still. There are rocks and whatnot jutting up from the surface every every now and again. Uh, seems to be, you know, the 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 lake floor is sort of uneven. So, you know, some sometimes it's closer to the surface, sometimes it's further away from the surface. Uh at at a certain point, uh Till uh, shouts out um the fog. So yeah, that there's a fog over there, we should probably turn and uh Mert makes a sharp turn away from the fog and Yeah, so it seems that the journey will take an hour longer than I thought. It's uh not safe to go uh around there when the fog is out. It's uh Trust me, you don't want to be. You don't want to be on the lake when the fog is out. Why not? It's a. Uh, I don't actually remember, but uh, it's an old wives' tale. People sometimes go missing in the fog. Very few of them return, and the ones that do, they're changed. Changed how? It's like they're not themselves anymore. Definitely staying away from the fog then. Yeah, let's uh, let's stay away and uh... creepy. Yeah. How long has this been going on? What the fog? Yes. I mean, forever, pretty much. Did you go out fishing in this? I fish closer to the uh, shore, an hour out at the most. Maybe some sometimes too, if uh, if the nets are very empty. I only I only take the journey to the big city a few times a year, and uh, you know the fog is not always out. Glad you were staying away from it. I wouldn't want to lose one of my favorite grandsons. And I rub, rub him on the head. Oh, thank you, Nan. And then I whisper to to Declan, don't tell him, but he's not my favorite. Basically <laughs> gives you a look. Yeah, and uh, Teal con- continues uh, shouting out stuff as you uh, continue on your way. Uh, you Again, you come across an area of, full of rocks and uh, you hear... Uh, Wait, a magpie? That's that's weird. They're not usually this far out of the down on the sea. Hey, Dad, look, there's a magpie. And Mert says, "That's that's lovely, sweetie, but can you please focus on the?" Oh yeah, right. Sorry, it's just like crows are my friends, but mag seeing magpies this far out—that's weird. Crows are friends. Do you do you speak to them? Well, I try to, but uh, they don't really uh. They don't really talk, you know. Have you met my raven? I'm sorry, your what? I get out my get out I get out the obsidian raven and I um and I activate it. 
but I don't really tell it to do anything. Yeah, the raven activates, it clicks its beak, it's waiting for a message. Yeah, I was going to say, I pick up the silver raven and just, wait here a second, and I walk to the other end of, uh, the, end, the, other end of the boat, uh, like, behind something. I assume it's not a very big boat, but it's got to be able to hold an amount of fish, so it's not like a rowing boat. I go to the other end of the boat, and I tell the raven to say, hello, I'm a raven. <laughs> to chill. Yeah, and it clicks its beak again, and it uh, disappears away into a mist and uh, floats away towards Till, and uh, uh, and it reappears in their hands. And it's having some trouble doing so since, you know, the boat is moving. Because, you know, you're still on the... It has to move along with the boat to reappear. But, you know, eventually it happens and uh, the raven uh, lands on their arm and uh, uh, clicks its beak and uh, and says... Hello, I'm a raven. In Cassidy's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Clicks its beak again. And it's waiting for another message. And uh, Tail's just making confused face and sort of opening his mouth like... And his, uh, they say, oh, wow, this is, like, super cool. And uh, Raven uh, <laughs> clicks its beak and swirls into a mist. And the mist sort of stays in, play- stays in place. And uh, the boat moves forward. And it uh, <laughs> reappears on Cassidy's arm as the boat, as, uh, you know, you near it on the boat. And the, ra- and the Raven clicks its beak and says, oh, wow, this is, like, super cool. <laughs> and I, 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 I take the. Uh, does the raven immediately turn back into the little statuette, or does it stay as a raven for a little bit? It deactivates immediately. No, that makes sense. So I carry the little statuette back, and I say, "Sadly, uh, it doesn't. Uh, it, it can't do anything else uh, now for a bit." But uh, I think it's pretty cool. Show them the other thing. Oh yeah, the ant. That's pretty cool. Uh, the the ant's actually much more interesting because I could probably tell it to do something interesting, but I just need to think of something. H- how heavy is the ant? Do you think it could climb up uh, climb up Till? Yeah, it probably could. Till's pretty big. Or dragonborn. I br- I briefly want to I just I'd say I briefly want to 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 activate the ant and I'm gonna ask the I'm gonna direct the ant to um climb up um Till's leg and and uh, and sit on their shoulder. Yeah, it does that. Until just uh, looking looking at it. I don't think this one talks. At least I've not had it very long, so I don't know how to make it if it can. Yeah, they look slightly disappointed, but they're just like, oh, well, that's that's so cool. It can actually do more things than the raven, but I can understand why you wouldn't think it is a, is as cool. The raven's pretty cool. I mean, it's still it's still cool. Don't get me wrong. Oh, and I also want to say that uh, to, I want to have another couple of goes at, at pickpocketing Dawn. So yeah, roll a... Well, that's a little better. That's a 15, which I think... If it meets, it beats. Yay! I'm going to immediately like uh, work around in front of him and just wave whatever it is I've taken out of his pocket. I'd like to think it was a handkerchief because that's quite good for the, like, the showiness of it. And, and wave it around in front of him and then hand it back. Yeah, you do that. Dawn's just going to pickpocket you back. <laughs> Roll for it. Uh, slide of hand here. Twenty-four. Oh shit! That is that is definitely beats. Yep, that definitely beats. <laughs> now, as Kazni sort of waves the handkerchief, Dawn's just going to wave back the whatever he took, uh, like a symbol of a saint. Oh yeah, I've got several. <laughs> yeah, of Saint of Saint Lazarus. You wave you wave a symbol of Saint Lazar back, and Dawn just grins. Uh, he, he's enjoying this game. He, he likes it. <laughs> you continue on the journey. You've been on on the lake for about I don't know, maybe six hours now. You maybe maybe took a bit of a break. You know, just a, sort of a, a breather. You know, for Mert to a sort of rest, and he he's been um, basically driving the whole thing. Um, and yeah, you continue on. You uh, reach uh, an area again where uh, there there are some rocks jutting out. And Till is once again at the front of the boat, uh, calling it out. And uh, at a certain point, I just call out, Dad, you gotta turn left here. Dad, there, there's like a horse or something over there. Dad, you gotta go over there. I'm sorry, a what? A horse in the lake? Hey, don't be silly. Mert, Mert is like, what the heck are you talking about? Dawn immediately tries to see what. Yeah, and you, and you look, and like... Maybe 40 meters away is 
something that doesn't indeed look like a horse. Is it standing on the water? Is it in the water? Is it underneath the water? It's resting on one of the rocks uh, jutting out from the... Okay. Um, does it? Is it, in fact, a horse? Looks like a horse. Tells his dad, maybe you gotta go check it out. Maybe it needs help. If it got there, it's perfectly capable of getting back. And we're just like, oh, all right. How is there a horse out here? Horses can swim. I mean, some distance, but this is absurd. So yeah, the boat uh, nears, starts nearing. Mert actually slows it down a bit, slows the boat down a bit and starts nearing the rock. And the tail sort of hanging off from the front of the boat, uh, reaching out their hand. We're coming, horsey, we're coming. It's going to be fine. And the uh, horse uh, steps out onto the water, on to- top of the water. And yeah, as you come closer, everybody roll me perception. Okay. 14. 23. 7. 7? Yeah, that's a, that's a nice horse. <laughs> also, you think your goggles are getting a bit dirty in this, uh, <laughs> from, the, from the lake spray. I got a 22. Yeah, all of you, except for Marjorie, as you're closing in on the... On the horse, you sort of see seams between the individual strands that make up the horse body. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) Can we have that one again, please? You see the sort of seams between the strands that make up the horse's body. So I did hear that, right? And as you keep coming closer, you see that it's made of seaweed. That's not a horse. That's seaweed. That looks like a horse. And uh, and Till is still uh, reaching out. It's is still reaching out their hands. Uh, I grab Till and yank him back. No, no, come on! <laughs> and they they fight you actually. Uh, roll me, roll me something for it. The roll me um. Uh, if he if he's gonna actively fight me, I'm gonna let him go. I just don't want him leaning out over the them. boat, reaching them. Them. Sorry. Um, I just don't want them leaning up over the boat with a hand out and very off balance. But if they're going to fight me once I pull them back into the boat, then I'll just let them go. Yeah, no, they definitely fight. I'd say, maybe avoid this one. Can I make an arcana roll to see if I know what it is? Roll, yeah, roll, roll for it. It's it's a sea thing. Can I make a roll for being... Yeah, you can. Uh, actually... It's clearly a horse. 17 that that was a fail because that's a nine yeah you've heard you've heard of a, a an aquatic creature that looks like a seaweed and drowns people mert uh, mert realizes what's going on and tries to swerve away from the thing but uh, till just sort of looks down at the water as uh, the boat turns away till 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 it's okay uh, it's 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 um they just uh, dive into the water Kazni immediately follows. Dawn sighs in exasperation. Mert swears again to uh, to get closer, and uh, the the horse made of seaweed uh, sort of dissolves into just a bunch of seaweed and uh, sinks under the water. And uh, Till tries to follow it. Everybody, can you please make me an initiative roll? Eighteen. Nineteen. 22. 21. So, uh, first up is Kasni. Okay. You just uh, dived after a till into the water. Do I need to, um, like, do something to catch up? I do have a swim speed of 30 feet. Uh, no, you just you just catch up. Just with my normal action. Yeah, I mean, with your move. Till might be trained in swimming, you know, as a fisher, but... Yeah, you, you catch up to them. Right, okay, so I would like to try to calm emotions on Till. Okay, uh... I want to try and distract Till from the uh, effects of the Kelpie. Okay, so uh, Till rolled 11, so that means uh, they get a 10. They fail, because my save is 15. Hey, they're no longer charmed by the the creature. So what are you doing? Are you touching them? Or are you just... Uh... I'm going to try and maybe sort of lightly sort of like grab their arm a little bit, not hard, just sort of like, come this way kind of gesture to try and get them to come to the surface with me. You catch up to them, you hold their hand, you cast a spell, and uh, they look around and they start uh, twitching, they start flailing around underwater. 
they uh, seem to have lost the direction they their orientation my next action will be to try and to try and uh, lead till to the surface but i don't think i'll be able to do that now because i only got bonus action left and i don't think that counts no and uh, you see when they open their, their mouth no uh, no bubbles come out next up is decla the lake water is clear enough that you can see from the surface what's happening the angles might be a bit off but you can see what's what's going down so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast a Compelled Jewel on the monster. So as a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a net 20, my friend. Oh no. <laughs> Alright. Well, there we go then. There we go. Anything else Declo wants to do? Yeah, I will. It's a bonus action. So I will jump into the water. Okay. And go and try and help Till. Yeah, I still have an action if I like use my move to get over there. So, Compelled Duel was a bonus? Compelled Duel is a bonus. Okay, yeah, so you use the movement to jump into the water. I'm going to say that's your movement for the round. Yeah. Can I use my action to grab them? I'm going to say you can get next to them in this round. Uh, how far away is the horse thing? The horse thing. Horse thing! Kelpie! Horse thing! Kelpie, yeah, uh, 30 feet away. Alright, I will get, I'll go to that, because I think Kazni probably has a better chance if, like, I have to waste time getting over there. So the two of them are sort of between you and the... It's fine. Okay. Okay, so next up is Marjorie. Uh, I can see Till in the water, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to pull out my, uh, my, my tools and... Tinker together a little device that I throw in Till's direction, and it goes towards him, and I cast Levitate. Ooh. Okay. Very smart. How does this device work? Just how- the flavor of it, just how does the spell work? I was gonna say, like, it's a little, like, round disc that when it attaches to him, like, turns into, like, helicopter blades. Oh, I love it! <laughs> that's very inspector gadget. Yeah, yeah. But like, like it's attached to him with like a little rope so that he can uh, swing around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it'll float him up out of the water, maybe ten feet above the water. Okay. I'm gonna assume that he's willing because if he's unwilling, he has to succeed in a con saving throw. I mean, they're too panicked to have any mind about it. Okay. In that case, yeah, I can also move him around uh, twenty feet in either direction on my turn. This sounds like a very good way to get them out. Yeah, so you raise them out of the water. You just sent in the airlift. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Get out of there, too. They break the surface and the water uh, pours off them uh, in a cascade. Mert, uh, who's uh, still manning the boat, uh, is uh, looking at this happening, completely terrified. Sweet Lazarus, what is happening? And, uh... I'm saving your... Child, that's what. And they're they're still flailing around, convulsing. Uh, they start coughing up water, uh, gasping for air. You'll be okay, Taylor. Cherries is standing there, like I want to help. I want to help. Was <laughs> sort of like just dancing from foot to foot. <laughs> I feel like 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 you know like a dog that's sort of like running backwards and forwards, but they can't really do anything. Okay, so next up is Dawn. Um, how far away is our newly airborne companion? So, about 30 feet away. Okay. I cast Mage Hand and grab him by the collar and pull him towards the boat. Mage Hand can only exert five pounds of pressure. Yeah, but he he is levitating. Yeah, there's no friction. (laughs) That is fair. Okay. Yeah, it'll it'll only take like three rounds for them to get near the boat. (laughs) (laughs) You might have a better, you might have a better chance if you just throw a rope at them. Maybe, maybe shoot the evil horse? With what? No, an angry look. <laughs> <laughs> Sassy grandma. I'm flattered you have such a high opinion of my um, presence, but I think that's a little beyond me. Well, what are you useful then? Okay, so that is that all Dawn does, or uh... Uh, I honestly don't see what else I can do. You're just asking, you know. Next up, uh, Decla, you're swimming, as you're swimming past Kasni past, uh, till they get lifted out of the water, and, you know, that's one worry away, and then you find yourself, uh, face to face with this mass of, uh, kelp. Mm-hmm. 
a vaguely horse-like monstrosity. And um, the way it's flowing in the water, it's downright mesmerizing. Can you roll me a wisdom save? Oh, it's gonna charm you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I'm not proficient in wisdom saves. I thought I was. Nope. That is not good. That is an 11. Yeah, um, it's an 11. And you're staring at it, and you you reach out your hand, but then you realize what you're doing, and you shake it off. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably very close. DC 11. Mm, monk. Damn, it's- that was very close. <laughs> so, uh, if we hadn't changed Declan's stats there, <laughs> she would have been charmed. <laughs> the mass of uh, kelp just sort of uh, shakes ang- angrily and uh, swirls away to the side uh, around you, moving um, away from the rock and uh, closer towards the boat, keeping its distance, but uh, uh, it's moved slightly, you know, as to keep you... Um, it's shifted its position, basically. Okay, so next up is Kasni. Uh, you just see Dekla almost get mesmerized there, but uh, she uh, she pulls back last uh, second, and the uh, uh, mass of kelp moves to the side, to the left. I I try to lead I try to lead Till to the surface, and if I'm passing Dekla at the time, I'll try and grab onto her too. Till's already gone. Oh yes, of course. Yes, sorry. They they have they've already gone. Okay, in which case I will grab uh, Dekla and uh, and swim as hard as I can to the surface. Okay, um, Dekla, do you let him do that? No, I'm fine, bitch. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a quite Dekla thing to do. If Dekla doesn't want to do that, I'm going to have him roll a grapple. Go ahead. Oh, great. I'm going to have to grapple. Uh, with my strength of zero. Uh, grappling, grappling. Nobody ever remembers the grappling rule. Who knows the grappling rule? I rolled a four and I have a zero in strength. I'm pretty sure that's a fail. So yeah, Dekla, roll either strength or dex. If you don't want to be grabbed. Yep. Uh, that's uh, an 11. So yeah, uh, Cassidy, you reach out towards uh, Dekla, but she uh, sees you and she she just bends away uh, from your hands. Okay, yeah, so you swim back up. If she's definitely not coming with me, I'll just sort of gesture to the surface and I'll swim up that way. Because I think I'd be safer to launch attacks from the surface of the water. So yeah, uh, Cassidy breaks the surface of the water. Does he do it Halle Berry style? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Is his hair even more lively when it's wet? Um, yes. And the 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 afternoon sun catches the droplets in a way that make uh, a halo of sparkles appear around his head as he breaks the surface. Mm. Cassidy, you see um, Till is uh, currently hanging in the air somewhere near the boat and is being pushed uh, to f- towards the boat by Mage Hand. <laughs> I'll take another look at Dekla and then sort of like hesitate a little bit but then go go swim to the boat because I feel like it's a much better place to launch attacks from and I've got some long range stuff so So Dekla it's your turn uh, Kastin just tried to grab you and then left you alone. You're facing this massive kelp. What do you do? I would like to cast protection from evil and good on myself. Okay. Makes sense. Because that will give me advantage on, on my saves and disadvantage for it to attack me. Okay. Cool. You do that. Am I next to it? It's ten feet away from you. Alright. Well, I think we discussed that I can use a key point to make an unarmed strike, uh, even if I use my action to cast a spell. So I will go up to it and underwater slow motion punch. Yay! <laughs> okay, yeah. You swim towards it and you do what exactly? Uh, I go for an underwater slow motion punch. That is a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Punch the kill. Oh no, I'm going to get, get, get a really bad kelp review. Um, <laughs> that's six, six bludgeoning damage. Six bludgeoning damage, okay. Uh, you swim towards the mass of kelp, you uh, wind your fist back as far as you can, and you slow motion uh, punch the um, mass of kelp. And the way it looks, you'd think it would have no effect, but the techniques uh, you learned in your... Uh, Solitary study. Pack just enough uh, 
force that the massive kelp parts uh, before you and you actually see a few uh, strands of kelp float away. <sighs> so next up is Marjorie. I pull out my crossbow and I say, Fuck you, you stupid wet horse! And I shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shoot it. I'm gonna say this is with disadvantage since you're shooting from the surface into water and uh, the angles are a bit off. Oh, even though it's a magic weapon? Water diffracts light, though. Yeah, it is water. I, like, the underwater fighting rules are a nightmare. I have plus nine to hit. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Eighteen. Eighteen hits. Okay. Nine damage. Nine damage, okay. That's what you get for kidnapping my great-grandkid. So, Marjorie, do you do anything else? or Nope. I don't really have any bonus actions to use. Okay. And I gotta concentrate on the levitation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, next up is Dawn. You're still pushing the levitating tail towards the boat. They're still uh, coughing and convulsing. Yeah, I mean, water comes out eventually. Um, I'm not too worried about that. Is there a rope visible? Yeah, there's like a rope on the boat. You know, it's a fishing boat. It's part of the equipment. Okay, cool. Um, I release Mage Hand. I cast it again. I take a rope, uh, tie it around his wrist, and then start pulling the rope in. Okay, yeah, you pulled it. It seems faster. You're uh, pulling Till towards the boat. I'm gonna say you can pull them onto the boat in this round. Is there anything else you do this uh, round, or...? Uh, no. Dawn wouldn't get in the water to fight the creature. It loses every single advantage he has. So yeah, uh, Till is in the boat now. They're still held up by the um, levitation, but they're uh, safely above the boat now. So... Next up is the Kelpie. Dekla, you are riding its grill. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the corner of your eye, you see um, several strands of kelps bundled in a ball coming towards your head. Does uh, <laughs> uh, does a 12 hit you? Uh, no. Okay. You turn yourself away out of the wave of this one. And uh, you see another uh, bundle of kelp coming towards you. <laughs> Does an 8 hit your AC? Nope. <laughs> Are you rolling with disadvantage? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just rolling shittily. You haven't even rolled disadvantage, and you're rolling that bad. Well, I mean, it's good for us. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you just sort of make, uh, you know, the underwater backflip thingy. Mm-hmm. And you avoid uh, getting hit by kelp. Okay, so, uh, Cassney, it's your turn. You've just broken the surface in a very Halle Berry way. I've changed my mind on the, on the getting back in the boat thing. I am going to cast from the, from the surface of the water. So I'm going to, um, guide and bolt the fucker. Okay, go for it. Yeah. That is good. That is 21. That hits. 4d6 radiant damage. Mm-hmm. And the next attack roll made against the Kelpie uh, before the end of my next turn has advantage. Okay. Um, Not a bad roll there. I've done 17 uh, radiant damage. So yeah, that was Kasni's turn. Next up is Dekla. Okay. Is the one Kasni hit... I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> it's just one kelpie. Okay, then yeah, I'll attack it. Uh, I have disadvantage because I'm underwater. Ah, oh, but you don't, because you're attacking it, and it's got advantage, so that equals it out. So that's yeah. So it's a straight attack. Well, I the first die I rolled was still a two. Ah. Um. Yeah. Uh, plus like I don't know six, so still a miss. Yeah, still a miss. So yeah, you once again uh, go uh, to do the same punch as you did before, since it seemed to sort of work. But this time the the Kelpie sees what you're doing and uh, swirls away from your punch, and you, uh, you don't connect. Alright. Anything else? Yeah, I will use Flurry of Blows. Okay, go for it. Uh, this time I have disadvantage, right? So, 14 for the first, and 3 for the second. Good rolling, Cora. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Okay. This one will hit uh, 15. Yep, that hits. Okay. You swing at it with your other arm and it swirls away, but you use the force of that to spin around and uh, you hit with the back of your other hand, so roll for that. Seven points of damage. 
non-magical bludgeoning. Okay. I'm going to um, just swim up to the surface now. Okay. I guess it gets to take an opportunity attack against me if it wants, because I've, I've just, I don't want to be underwater anymore. Yeah, that's what it does. With disadvantage. With disadvantage? Oh, do you have, because you have sanctuary on yourself. Protection from good and evil. Well, yeah. Disadvantage. Okay, there's a 16 hit your IC. Nope. Hey. My AC's 17. Nice. Da, da, da. So yeah, you uh, swim away and again, the two strands of kelp uh, reach out towards you, but you manage to just get out of their reach uh, before they manage to catch you. And you break the surface in an, an extremely unhalle like way. <laughs> <laughs> kelp in my mouth. So yeah, Dekla breaks the surface. It's um, like uh, see, seeing a wet dog emerge from a puddle. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, and she she spits out bits of kelp. Okay, next up is Marjorie. Your grandkid just uh, got safely brought to the boat. Yeah, he's hovering above the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I drop concentration so he falls onto the deck. Kethump. <laughs> 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 I used my bonus action to cast Branding Smite. Okay, what does that look like? I think I just attach a little thing to the arrow that's appeared in my crossbow, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes the whole arrow glow. Mm-hmm. And then I take aim at the uh, Kelpie underwater, and I let loose. And what this does is, if I hit, it's going to deal an extra 2d6 radiant damage. Awesome. I have disadvantage, right? Yeah, still. That's a shame, because that would have been a crit. Oh, Actually, your weapon is a crossbow, right? Sorry? Uh, never mind. Chet already already made a rules decision. Yep. Oh, what 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 are the actual rules? Because maybe the laws of physics change suddenly. <laughs> a ranged <laughs> weapon attack automatically misses if it's beyond the normal range. So long range, you auto miss. But in normal range, it has disadvantage unless it is a crossbow, net, or javelin, spear, trident, or dart. Nice. Oh, so you should actually be normal for a crossbow. But if Church wants to say that firing into water from outside is actually harder, you can. That makes sense. I mean, we can explain the change in rules of physics, you know, very simply. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, your uh, grandkid is now safely on the boat and you don't have to um, worry and focus on them anymore and you can focus all your attention on the Kelpie now. Yeah, so you can uh, roll normally now. (laughs) In that case, I rolled a a 20. Yay! 20, a crit! Oh yes. Yep. Oh yes, okay. This is why I rules like this. (laughs) And this is why I'm going to do... Uh, let's see, 2d8 plus 4d6 damage. Oh, sweet. Plus 6. Oh, it's so dead. Okay. It's extremely, <laughs> so extremely dead. This Kelpie is going to explode. Let's see here. You've exploded the damn thing. Oh, god damn, yeah. So 34 plus... Uh, Nobody fucks with Marjorie's family. Uh, 16 plus 12? 62. Yeah. This thing, I'm pretty sure, cannot have survived that. And I did, yeah, I did 62 damage to this Kelpie with one crossbow bolt. Yeah, so you see now that uh, Till is safe, your grandkid is safely in the boat, and you turn your attention uh, on the, on this uh, Kelpie, on this creature that almost drowned a member of your family, and you take a deep breath, and you aim this crossbow, and you summon all the strength you have. Uh, you uh, you imbue the dart with the smite, and your ma- eyes uh, zero in on the very core of this kelpie. As you can, you and you can even take into the account the refraction of the light, and you aim and you shoot. And for a second, it seems like nothing's happening. Then suddenly, bam! The water explodes from the surface. There's bits of kelp raining everywhere. I I turn around and I look at the party and I say, Well, now I can stop beating that dead horse. (laughs) Oh my god. I adore Marjorie. Dawn just looks slightly soggy and very unimpressed and slowly pulls a piece of kelp off of his turban and flicks it away. Pretty much that's what happened. There's a mushroom cloud of kelp. (laughs) (laughs) As the water rains down, 
You see there's a mist uh, floating up into the air. One last time it shapes itself like a horse before drifting off into the sky. Congratulations, you just exploded the Kelpie. Yay! The boat rocks uh, a bit from the explosion, but uh, it's nothing Mert hasn't encountered, so, you know, he stills the boat. You will get major cool points with Till, though, now. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think your great-grandmother now, Till? Huh? Huh? I've still got moves. And they, uh, they just <laughs> cough up <laughs> last bit of water. They look up at you. Tears are running down their eyes. They just weakly uh, lift one thumbs up. And then they just collapse onto the boat. Poor baby. (laughs) And Mert runs over to them. Till! Till! Oh, sweet Lazarus, are you okay? Till! And, um, yeah, Till's, uh, seems to be breathing, but they're not moving. Anyone help my great-grandchild, please? (laughs) I'm not even on the boat yet. Oh, no, I'm not either. Can I get on the boat? Because I'm right by the boat. Oh, yeah. I get on the boat and I funnel a little healing word into him, I think. What have I got? Anything better than that? You don't need to. I can do healing hands. That doesn't take a slot. I'm still going to do healing word on him. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that was minimum damage, so I heal them for five. Okay, yeah, so you kneel down next to them and you, uh, you heal them and they take a big breath and they cough again, they cough out the last bit of water, and they look up at you and they say, Hey, uh, thanks. That was wild. This is what your great-grandmother does every day. Every day I kill a Kelpie. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's honestly amazing. And Mert is just looking at you horrified. Mima? Yes? That's... That's no lie. That's no... What, just because you're doing boring fishing? That's too dangerous for a woman of your age. Wow. First off, fuck you. Rude. (laughs) Second of all, just because you have a boring fishing job doesn't mean the rest of us have to be bored all the time. I've read books for 300 years. Isn't that enough? And uh, Mert is just just shocked. Doesn't doesn't know what to say or how to react. Kelsey says, um... Your grandmother, she can handle herself. I don't think you need to worry. (laughs) And uh, he just nods and... Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a fisherman. Well, I guess uh, let's continue the journey, shall we? And yeah, you continue the journey. Takes you uh, another few hours. By the time you reach your destination, the the sun is starting to set. Can I pickpocket pickpocket Dawn again? (laughs) Go for it, roll. Oh, balls, that's real bad. It's a nine, so no. No, I very don't. No. Don't you see Kasni pickpocketing you? Just flick his hand. <laughs> no! <laughs> Kasni gives him a cheeky grin. Yeah, after a few more hours of the journey, the sun is starting to set, and you start to see the city in the distances, all sparkling from the from the evening sun that's hitting it with its orange colors. It's like at first you only see something sparkling in the distance, but the closer you get, the more it seems like the whole place is made of glitter. And Till, who's once again sitting at the front of the boat, turns back to you and says, Well, welcome to Chilimlash, the city of glimmer. Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. Dice Out Now Game is a part of Be Gay Roll Dice, a podcast network for actual play podcasts made by LGBT folk. Follow them on Twitter at Be Gay Roll Dice and check out other wonderful shows on the network. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now, game, game. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary. 
Welcome to LGBTND. We are an all LGBTQ plus cast playing Masks, a new generation, a game about teenage superheroes trying to make their way in the world. If you like comedy, action, drama, emotion, and terrible, terrible puns, we're the podcast for you. You can find us every Thursday on your favorite podcatcher or as part of the Be Gay Roll Dice podcast network. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.